Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Hello, hello. Welcome to She's All Over the Place. Today, I am going bonkers over here. My friend Clinton H. Wallace is on and I'm just going over his bio. I'm like, wait a minute. I know this person. I'm like, holy camoles. Seriously, uh, Clinton is recognized worldwide. He's a celebrity photographer and he covers prestigious events. For example, the Oscars, the Cannes Film Festival, MTV Movie Awards, Billboard Awards, Music Awards, SAG Awards, Grammy Awards, the Emmys. Uh, if there's any award, he covers it. Uh, he is definitely featured in amazing magazines. And if you think they're amazing, do they even make magazines anymore? Just kidding. E! Entertainment, People Magazine, In Touch Weekly, Cosmopolitan, Us Weekly, Vanity Fair, New York Post, Daily Mail, Who Weekly Australia, Team Vogue, Team People like the list keeps going. So he's one of the official media photographers for like amazing charities and he's shot Oh, this is going to be a star-studded show, people. I mean, we're talking okay. Puff, we're talking, yeah, Puff Daddy, The Rock, Hugh Jackman, Christina Aguilera, Snoop Dogg, Jennifer Lopez, Paris Hilton, my favorite. I love her. Eleven Eleven, what's up? Nicole Richie, Kim Kardashian, DiCaprio. He doesn't. You don't even need to say his first name, but Leonardo, we love him. Eleven Eleven, we have the same birthday. Demi Moore, we have the same birthday. Wrigley Scott, many, many more. Oh my God, J.J. Abrams, Lana Del Rey, love her, and then Clint. Vincent, not only as an international amazing person and photographer, Clinton has produced and or executive produced over 50 films and he had a big break. His documentary went on to winning so many awards all around the world and he was so in the film festival circuit and we can talk about that, which led him to creating his own film festival. We're going to introduce the winners of this year's film festival and we're going to honor Clinton. I'm so excited to have him here. Clinton, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for this like great intro. I'm like, like humbled. Uh, me too. I'm just like, whoa, wow. I'm like, you're my friend. I'm like, wait, I was so literally mind blown. I'm like, how am I going to do this? It was just like, Phew. I mean, we've known each other a long time. We have a great story. Let's maybe we could uh, uh, share about one of our Hollywood stories of how we met. That would yeah. be fun, right? <laughs> I remember uh, I came to your music video de- debut party with the one you did with Pink. That you was came. like, a, yeah, you had a premiere party for that actually i came to a bunch of your premiere parties when you were on like mnypd blue or csi or something like that oh yeah the um csi one at new york and in um on Coldwater canyon in beverly hills yes yes i just yeah. kept you just kept inviting me all this stuff and i'm like you know, I, I have to show up i have to show up and everything was like always like amazing one after the other everything was amazing oh thank you thank you and that's what i love to do i'm just like come come just come just come i, I just i just i love people you know i'm a, I'm a people Actually, person i remember the afi event you invited me to Werner Herzog, the the port of call bad lieutenant the, at the chateau AFI. No, this was this was at the TLC. It was a big premiere. Like, like I think Nicolas Cage and like all these people. It was it was, it was great. You're you know? so sweet. Yeah, you're so amazing. Thank you, thank you. You've always like really you know been good to me. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. I mean, you're so sincere and beautiful. Like when anyone sees you in person, your energy is just it's like a blue ocean. It's just it's so flow. You just flow. You have this energy about you. It's very light and pure. And um, so speaking of your roots, where do you stem from? Where are you from, Clinton Wallace? It's a long story. My mom, my dad, they're all from the Caribbean. My mom from uh, Middle Eastern and German descent. And my dad from Scottish and Jamaican descent. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in New Jersey. For some reason, everyone ends up in New Jersey. And I'm no exception. Got it. After that, I went to school in New York at New York University, and I studied uh, communication, uh, studying to be a journalist, like working in media. So I did their media studies program. And if you're at NYU, somehow you're going to end up into filmmaking or something to do with film. And I had a job working at the Tisch School of the Arts. They had a little casting. I had, when I went to school there, I had like a work study program where you could like, 
it was part of financial aid, but they never gave you the money. So you could get jobs at different uh, locations around the school. So I saw an ad to work at Tisch School of the Arts and the casting department where you cast, help cast the student films. And that's kind of how I got into working on student films and short films and stuff, even though I was in the communications program studying to be a journalist. Wow, this is all amazing. What a beautiful journey. How cool. What a grand opportunity. So, I mean, I was lucky to be in New York during the, like, 90s, like, the 90s going into the, like, when, like, everything was happening in the village, like, some of the most talented, like, people. Tell us a story or two that comes to your mind or to your heart that you want to share. Well, I got to work with Hillary Clinton when she was the first lady. The law school gave her an award, and I was, like, her photographer while she was on campus. So that was, like, really good. And the pictures got published. We had a newspaper set up on the front page, and then a couple other big media uh, outlets used the picture. So instantly, I got, like, media access for all this stuff. So how I got into this whole media photography. So thanks to Hillary Clinton. Called the Washington Square News. And it was one of the fifth biggest student newspapers in the country. I was like their photographer while on campus at NYU. So uh, when Hillary Clinton came to the campus, they needed a photographer. So I got picked. I want to say that sleight of hand and twist of faith or divine uh, intervention. But I got picked and the rest was history. Yeah, it led you on your journey. That's yeah, so- it led me on a journey. It was like... Uh, total like uh, metaphysical experience. Wow. I mean, your family must have been so proud of you. How was it for you during that time? It was very euphoric. Like, oh, I shared that with everyone. Family, everyone was a part of it. You know, I I had a huge student body that uh, was very supportive of me uh, during those days. So it was good. Oh, I I would love to see some of those photos, some of your earlier photos. I I still have them all. Can't wait to see them. And then we were talking earlier about NFTs and stuff. So um, that would be really cool for you to. uh, Yeah, I'm really, um, I'm really fascinated by what you were telling me about the whole NFT technology and how you can like make the photos unique and assign them like codes to like individual people you know yeah and you have uh unreleased photos of certain people so i think yeah so i really feel um it's all about being super exclusive and super rare and it would be so rare and so exclusive some of the content Mm. that you have yeah and when i first moved to la in the early 2000s i was the dalai lama's photographer for two days I still have all those pictures. Wow. So that was part of the World Festival of Sacred uh, Music. They had it here. And my friend was with the Los Angeles Friends of Tibet. And she got me to be the photographer for two days. It was really awesome. Wait, which year was this? This was like, I want to say 2004, between, it was either 2003 or 2004. It was called the World Festival of Sacred Music. And His Holiness came here for two days and gave lectures and all kinds of stuff all over the city. So I got to do it at the Hollywood Bowl and then Pasadena and like all these places. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Sounds like it. And I mean, I don't, I mean, I, paying it forward to the NFTs, I mean, uh, having yeah, those as... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because these were pictures. That, that was used. I was with a photo agency at that time called Globe Photos. So they were like syndicating all the pictures like everywhere. And they just recently closed. So they, I literally got access to all my archives back. So I'm just looking at everything with like total like fascination. I want to like publish books and all kinds of stuff. So it was really, really awe inspiring when you were telling me about the NFN. So thank you. I hope we're not having a bad connection. I keep hearing something on my end, but I I hope it's Mm -hmm. not going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but I mean, there, there are so many things we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, which first I just want to say thank you for coming on board uh, this year's Cote d'Azur Web Fest as a jury member. We were like so honored to have you, to have your talent, 
your expertise, your notoriety. Thank you. It really helped us this year. My pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you. It was such an honor. I mean, one of the best things out of this pandemic was connecting with you and you honoring me, asking me to be the newest board member. And I'm just like, yes. I'm like, it was so cool. And just, yeah. just the feeling of it and just sitting in it and just the position and the space you held for me as a... Mm-hmm human, as a female, as um, a person in the industry. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it feels feels really good. You're welcome. I'm really um, thrilled to make plans and mm-hmm. create with you. And so. And yeah. today we announced the winners. We just announced all of our winners and we sent out our press release and everything. I'd like to read it off. So we gave her TV Icon Award to Lydia Cornell. She was on Too Close for Comfort and she's a really amazing actress. She's really, you know, set the bar for TV actresses. For the best comedy, we gave that to Sheila the Charm web series, How to Be a Successful Actress. And it was directed by Sergio Spina. And the Best Actress Award went to Danielle Di Donato from Brazil. And she also won the Best Producer Award. And for a documentary, we gave that to Fried Klein and uh, French director Benoit Rigord. So we got that for Best Director and uh, Best Cinematography. And for the Best Dramatic web-, web Series, we gave that to 300-year-old class of 2020, director Park Inhan from uh, South Korea. And for Best Action Short Film, The Assassin's Apprentice, director Russ Emanuel. Best Documentary, Father Me, director Sherry Perdigo. Then we have Gilwinberg's Chronicles, director Emil uh, Tomasi, best director, best screenplay, and best editing. So congrats to her. Uh, best docuseries, Tiny Garden, directors Kenneth Chiang and Victor Mangunio from Singapore. Best ensemble cast, Detention Adventure, director Joe Kisak from Canada. Best Web Series, Avocado Toast Series, director Sam Coyle from Canada. New Media, Best Animated Series, Deluxe Motion, director Matthew Hanfield from Canada. And we have a digital series, Dominoes 2, director Zoe pilchat So for that, the Best Actor went to Emil Schneider. Then we have Best Writing also. And Comedy Couples Therapy, director Katie Shanakis. Does anybody know her? <laughs> so we got that for Best Improv. And then our Media Excellence Award went to uh, Harrison Held. And that was presented by Classic Images Magazine. He's had a two-decade uh, career interviewing some of the entertainment industry's top celebrities. So, Yay. and last but not least, we just want to say, Thank you to Lydia Cornell for being such an amazing uh, inspiration. And she received their TV Icon Award. Thank you so much to our founder, Clinton H. Wallace, who created <laughs> Cut to Zor Web Fest. Yay! Congratulations to all the filmmakers and everyone a part of the creations. Woo! Yeah, we were like happy for that. We had so many amazing projects. We know it's been like a tough year. You know, 2020 was really tough for everyone, but it was really awesome to see that people were still being creative. They were writing stuff. They were filming. They were doing their podcast. They were doing like, you know, they didn't stop. Yeah. Couples Therapy Improv Series was created because of the lockdown. It's a lockdown uh, web series. Yeah, I wanted to ask you what really inspired you. In a nutshell, when the pandemic, when every, when the whole world shut down in March, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Actors Access, or not Actors Access, Actors Connection uh, Mm -hmm. had free at three. So if you're on the West Coast, it'd be free at 12, but it was, you know, free at three. That was the coin of it. And it Mm -hmm. was LA, New York, uh, Atlanta, and anyone who was an artist. And it was every single day. And I just immediately, I just what I wanted to do with my attention and my energy, I immediately took it all and just, I showed up and there were casting directors, producers, Mm -hmm. just everyone in the industry, just talking, connecting normal things that you wouldn't see from, you know, the biggest casting directors in the industry. Mm -hmm. 
and producers and everything. I just let it feed my soul. I just let it feed my energy. And then um, I wanted to create something, but I didn't, you know, half the union was unemployed because of the pandemic. And yes. yeah, and um, I didn't want to deal with administration and, and waiting for papers to be signed and, and do all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I knew and insurance and all this stuff, you know, SAG insurance. Yeah, I didn't want any hesitations. I just wanted to be able to create and do it um, lawfully without any interruptions. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I took stand up. I love improv. I did improv. So I'm like, I'll just do an improv series. So I don't, it doesn't matter if it's union or not. I can just do improv as me mm-hmm. and have fun and create and just let out some real things about what, you know, people in the world could possibly be going through because, you know, being locked down. So that's how, that's how it was created. Um, and it was all, <laughs> It was all done on Zoom, and um, I loved it. I loved it. That's what the Webfest is about. Stuff like this, I was so impressed. I was like, I have to have this in, you know. Thank you. And I, you know, so when you told me I directed, when I asked you to be a jury, me- a jury member, and you told me you had a project, I was like, I want to see this project. And I, and when you, when I saw it, I was like, I want this in. I want it. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was such an honor. And and I actually um, had season one, two, and three shot. And mm-hmm. then uh, I reached out to my manager and then I reached out to about five people and uh, you were one of the five out of like everyone that I knew. I thought of, you know, five people who would be trusted sources for me mm-hmm. to specifically, okay, it's done with Zoom. It's done on the web. It's an improv comedy. And um, I wanted trusted sources of, you know, um, two people who were directors for film festivals that I know mm-hmm. you have your own festival and a couple of other filmmakers who mm-hmm. you know, like, submit to film festivals and, and in the film festival circuit. So I gathered all that information and by reach because I reached out to you as a trusted source to ask you questions, to vet a couple things that I didn't know and just to get, get your gems and your insights, then you <laughs> gave me the invitation at, to, to be uh, a board member. And I was just like, like, wow. I mean, it was a well-earned invitation. I mean, the creativity, the the fast thinking that you expressed. I mean, you didn't like sit around twiddling your thumbs during this pandemic. You 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 created this like piece of it was actually poetic for me. <laughs> like looking at it, like she used Zoom and created this visual visual like poetry. Oh, yeah. thank you. You're so sweet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it Visual was real. poetry. I love that. I, because it was real. It was like, this is what people were experiencing. That's what relationships were going through. It was like, and you were able to like capture that with during the whole Zoom, uh, when Zoom just shot to prominence. And the you Zoom craze. To, yeah, that's what I'm saying. During the craze, you were actually, it's like you had a lasso and you caught that wild pony and tamed it. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. So you're like, you like, during the craze, you just grabbed a piece of it and created something out of it, you know? I mean, what else and am I going to do? That's all that I know. <laughs> <laughs> But it shows fast thinking, it shows innovative ideas and able to take them and to make it manifest into a physical reality and then to package it, to produce it, to direct it, to put it together into a a story. You know, that's what I look for. And that's what I look for the brains behind these projects that's that's what i want and look at your brains look at you having the foresight the depth the wisdom and the knowledge to know these things to seek out these things and it's just the whole concept of this film festival and the web series and digital short form content i launched it before the pandemic yeah, so I, I launched it in uh, 2019 at Cannes. It was the first like web series festival or anything like it during Cannes. I mean, there's many web fests that are all over the world. Like every country has one, but there wasn't one at Cannes. And I'm sure there'll be more coming now because of the pandemic and uh, what happened with all these virtual events. There's going to be more like it. 
But like I said, I was happy to be one of the at the forefront to launch it during CAN. Yeah, congratulations. I mean, wow, I, that's I mean, so if, spectacular. I mean, if you have something to like introduce to the world, like a technology or a concept in the entertainment world, there's like literally two places that I look at where you want to like introduce this. And that the first one is uh, South by Southwest. If you want to like introduce a, a concept, a technology or anything and can, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love this. Yeah. So the pandemic actually helped it because uh, everything went virtual. People could like sit at home and share. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like your your project, your web series was like the the Cutdesert Web Fest was a perfect home for your web series. Truly. So, you know. I'm just so happy <laughs> that you called me that day, you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. You're brilliant. What a genius. Oh, my God. I, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, you started this before the pandemic. You were just, like, on the curve and, like, in, into digital. And a lot of people was like, what, what's that? what are you doing? There's so many web fests. This is just another one. But I'm, I was like, you know what? There's not one at can. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's going to be the place to introduce it because of the atmosphere, all the producers, all the decision makers there, you know? Yeah. So I was able to meet a lot of people. I met my webmaster there. I, you know, met some investors that believed in it. I met some publicists that helped me launch it. And, uh, you know, it's worked out love it love it i'm excited for us to be there together and uh it's gonna be great oh of course and then my friend has a web series actually she was a winner in 2019 for her web series who are you wearing uh director jane linter and now she's planning to do it in paris fashion week so we're really excited about that and you and i we've been talking about uh paris fashion week so this could actually be a great concept for you to be a part of oh yeah i would love to i think it sounds great and i hope you know with the world circumstances it won't be Mm -hmm. an issue i was already looking up tickets to go i'm like i'm ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it'll be great uh pair i haven't been to paris in a while paris fashion week uh it's like i don't know why i haven't been going every single season but i'm well we know why the pandemic you know well before then i wasn't going even (laughs) though like i could have gone but i'm gonna miss up for some lost time but i guess everything happens how it's supposed to be happening yeah i've been going to um new york fashion week since i was a teenager and Mm -hmm. i mean paris i remember those brian park days Ah, yeah (laughs) good old days yeah oh wait wait speaking of good old days and stories well congratulations on on everything and and thank you Mm -hmm. um for sharing and honoring Mm -hmm. all the people it's really great oh i want to hear some maybe i don't know maybe a brian park who are you shooting or what's a fun show you went to some cool brian park i mean my my was a uh, rock and republic did you ever go to any of the rock and republic shows in la not new york mm-hmm. yeah my friend michael ball was the founder and he always had like the best celebrities the best trendiest people you know yeah and you know the brian park always had like tons and tons and tons of shows and uh, my most memorable was Rock and Republic because I was so proud of him because mm-hmm. he began as a LA brand you know and no one ever really took like LA brands like really seriously remember during the Smashbox days of course uh, I mean it was always a joke <laughs> <laughs> but Rock and Republic was the one that like you know do you remember Rock and Republic? Of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I wasn't in the show in LA, but I definitely uh went mm-hmm. to uh, a couple of the shows for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool vibes, like rock and roll, like yeah, yeah, like you said, like young, hot, trendy. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I like how like Dior comes to um mm-hmm. LA. You know, I love I like Saint Laurent and all of them coming mm-hmm. to LA. Those are mm-hmm. really special and unique on the beach those shows yeah brian but when but i mean when it moved you know i i mean i kind of wish it would have stayed in brian park you know what i mean i just loved brian park yeah yeah well the only thing that is consistent is change right (laughs) 
right now you have to like adapt adapt or die yeah <laughs> but going back to paris fashion week i'm very excited because uh you've been there um i've mm -hmm. been there and then we'll do separately but being there together i think we're gonna have a really I, fun time I, really, i think it would just being there as a creator like shooting a web series like all over the city you know Let's shooting in the like metro going on the batamouche and like you know shooting on the left bank just like being there creating something will be like a totally different vibe and yeah. especially during paris fashion week mm -hmm. everyone has to listen to uh, paris fashion week so maybe i'll play it at the end of the episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> i haven't i haven't played it on the the podcast yet so you lived in paris for about five years yes. right yes yes I lived on uh, by Montparnasse. It was a street called Rue Cesar Franc, small, like tiny street in the 15th. And that, those were like the 90s when it was still, it wasn't even the euro, it was still the franc. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine. And there was no like, actually, this, this city was pretty innovative because we had a little machine called the Minitel. You heard that? And that was like an internet where you could like connect with people and like find stuff. This was like 90s, like 94, like 93, 94. So, you know, it was pretty much ahead of its time. And I really liked it then because it was such a like student city. Because, you know, when you're a student there, like I was a student and you were like always broke. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like <laughs> they had like the, you know, places where you could go where you could eat for like really cheap. They had all these like museums that were really like free. Everybody hung out at the Luxembourg Gardens and like all these like it was really carefree then. Uh, you know, I miss yeah, that. And you were asking about the band, the club, the band. That was like really awesome. That was like one of the toughest places to get in unless you were like friends with like celebrities and supermodels and stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's where I met one of my um, really good friends. Her name's Telly Mac. She's a mm -hmm. um, from the Congo. Mm -hmm. Grew up in Paris, but and she's a mm -hmm. singer. She's in Bali right now, actually. But mm -hmm. you have to meet her. She's amazing. Uh, we met there, and we just became such great friends ever since. And we've traveled uh, oh, to wow. different places together. So I'm just fantasizing. So I really hope um, we're able to go this season. It'll be great when you go back uh, to Paris. One place you're really looking forward to seeing and experiencing. Well, actually, to be honest, I've never been to Claude Monet's garden in Yverny. <gasps> so that's going to be the first place I go. <sighs> oh, I've never, the whole time I've been loving our stuff. I've never, I've been to Versailles, I've been to Fontainebleau and, uh, you know, been to the Brittany coast and I've, I've never been to Yverny. Oh, Okay, we have to go. So you know, when you have like a, something that missed you. Yeah. And it always eats at you. Yeah. That, that's one place. Okay. Okay. I feel you. I haven't been there. So um, I hope we can <laughs> go together. That would be epic beyond. Very cool. Very cool. And then when did you start your um, photography company? Oh, I started that in Spain in uh, 1993. That's why it has, it's called Photo Mundo. I started, I was going to University of Granada in Spain and I started it taking pictures of tourists at the Alhambra. Alhambra is like very famous and tourists, they come from like all over the world and they have these beautiful Moorish gardens. So I would take pictures of the tourists and stuff. And they're like, what's the name of your company? I was like, Photo Moon. <laughs> and that's how we got the name. I mean, I just feel like you're a genius. I mean, everything you do, you just do in that like quality 1%. Like you just make great choices. You're a person who just makes great choices and has a bunch of lucky stars around you because... Well, I mean, I just like, I would like, when I got out of high school, I became like a nomad. So I would travel, go all these places because I wanted to like unlearn everything I've learned in high school. <laughs> so I was like, how is going to do that? I, I have to go out into the real world before I go back into this four-year institution of college because I knew I was going to be, I knew I was going to go to school in like New York 
And I was like, I have to know people globally to survive in New York. Wow. And it was like the smartest decision <laughs> ever yeah. made. Yeah. <laughs> because New York is like everyone from every, every country. And how young were you when you made that choice? Mm, I want to say like 18 or 19. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I love that. Well, I, I mean, I read a lot of uh, there's a writer called Joseph Campbell. Love. And he wrote a book called The Power of Myth and the Heroes, the Hero with a Thousand Faces. So that those books were kind of like what inspired me to make those decisions. OK, I need to read those books. Um, I've heard of many the, times the hero. The hero with a Yes, yes. He writes all those books. So uh, I was lucky. I had a high school teacher named Mr. Beaver that introduced me to his work. Well, I have a lot of teens who listen to the show. So I'm going to I'm going to get those my niece and nephew. I need them to read that book. I mean, if they're like brilliant books because they inspired like George Lucas to make Star Wars and like (laughs) all of his work were inspired by this guy. How did you know that? I I had a teacher named Mr. Beaver that was really big into like ancient Rome. And I was like really big into Roman history and all the tribes and Caesar going into Gaul and subduing the tribes. So we would just sit for hours and talk about like the Roman Empire. And I became friends with this teacher. So he started introducing me to like books and authors and and that's yeah, that's how it began. Oh, I love it. I love it. And this guy, Mr. Bieber, the 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 way we became friends, it's like he was in the Hell's Angels the motorcycle gang and he was in the Israel six day war and all kinds of stuff. So one day he brought two Israeli soldiers to our class to like talk to us. And I was like, Holy gosh, my, my teacher was like a commando and like this like awesome guy. So we became friends. All the kids would like rush out of class when the bell rang and I would stay and like talk to them and we became friends. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What a beautiful story. Thanks for sharing. That's how I got into like these books and authors, just because I took the time to get to know one of my teachers. Oh, that's how sweet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. Thank you for sharing. How cool. Yeah. I mean, one teacher can be an inspiration. Yes. Just one, just, and there's many, I mean, if you look, everyone just look like from they started like grade school to high school and not a a lot of people really got to know their teachers. They just Mm -hmm. thought like the teachers just there teaching this and that. And, but you, if you ever like took a moment, you would really discover some like really amazing humans, you know, some Mm -hmm. of them are botanists, some of them are archaeologists, some of them are writers. Writers, some of them are like chefs and these humans that are educating us for the next level. Yeah, definitely. And which school was that with you and Mr. Beaver? Which school? Oh, I went to Morristown High School in Morristown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm, Morristown. Seems like a good community. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's actually the town that won the Revolutionary War. Like George Washington, like defeated like the British Army and like got America to become like free. It all started in that town. Wow. So there's all kinds of monuments where George Washington slept, where Marquis de Lafayette lived and visited on all the like little camping grounds where all the soldiers slept and stuff. So it was a pretty cool, inspiring town. Mm-hmm. You're like walking in history. Uh, who were the first settlers there? Mm, I don't know. Uh, the first European settlers, you mean, or Indians or uh, Native Americans? The first settlers there were Native Americans, like, uh, I want to say the the Lenny, the Lenny Lap tribe. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong wrong the Lenny Lappy tribe and uh it was maybe like 20 different tribes in that area until the Dutch came and the whole area was called New Sweden so the whole area going to like where I went to school all the way to New York and uh was called New Sweden and then they changed the name to New Amsterdam and then the English and the Dutch went to war in the English one so they got that whole area and they changed it the name from New Amsterdam to New York mm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, my area got changed to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's history experts out there that will like clean up what I've just said. So yeah. that yeah. can answer. Yeah, so, I love it. Thank you for sharing. It's so yeah. important. And I remember one time when I was in New York City, I was with someone I don't remember, but I was able to see it was I think it was in Gloss Studios mm. and I was able to see the original original blueprints of mm-hmm. Manhattan and it was called mm-hmm. New Amsterdam. Yeah, that's, it's, it was a Dutch colony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but- if you look up on Wikipedia, Anglo-Dutch Wars. So England and uh, the Netherlands, they fought like a series of wars. So when England won, they took control of New Amsterdam and they named it after the Duke of York. So that's how it got the name New York. And New Jersey was named after the island of Jersey. So it got the name New Jersey. But if the Dutch had won that war, the area would still be called New Amsterdam. That's why like Greenwich Village and Harlem and like all those places, the entire city has Dutch architecture. Yeah, I love Amsterdam. Oh, I love it <laughs> so much. Actually, um, after Paris Fashion Week, my girlfriend and I, we took a train to Amsterdam and mm-hmm. I had a friend there uh, who lived right on the water and mm-hmm. I was able to stay at my friend's place. He was actually in London on a job, so he wasn't even there, but his office was right across the street and <laughs> we just went and got the key and it was, it was mm-hmm. everything was just so wireless and he's a producer. I met him on a job that um, mm-hmm. he booked me on years ago and we just stayed mm-hmm. in touch and remained friends and yeah he's very very sweet guy named Tony I really when I oh when I went to Amsterdam mm-hmm. you can ask my friend who I was with my friend Mary uh, when I was in Amsterdam after Paris Fashion Week I wasn't going back I wasn't returning and my girlfriend <laughs> she had to like I was so set on staying in Amsterdam like well, oh it's a great city it's like oh. so pedestrian friendly you just get a bike and just ride all day. I would yeah. ride the whole countryside. Yeah. And when you go outside of Amsterdam, there's these like small areas. One of my favorites was Volendam, a little fishing village. And I would ride my bike out the city, like along the canals and stuff. It's a great city. Canal. It was he he his front yard was a it was a canal. <laughs> Everyone's front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. But I'm I hope like, you get to go back again and uh, discover some other cities like Utrecht, you know, or Den Haag, The Hague. It's well, really nice. You should come. Um, I have a, not a lot. I have a couple of friends there. We should definitely go uh, to Amsterdam. I, I really fell in love with it. And honestly, like I said, um, my girlfriend, she had a psychologically like wheel me back in to get me to go Mm -hmm. on a plane because I was like I'll just leave everything (laughs) I wasn't going back she's like just come Mm -hmm. back organize everything and then come Mm -hmm. back but Mm -hmm. I should have never agreed to that because I should have just stayed (laughs) well it's it's a great city I I kind of wish I could have seen it during the pandemic when it was empty you know because it's always crowded especially in the summer like thousands and thousands of people like everywhere so I kind of wanted to see what it looked like during the pandemic it was probably so eerie mm-hmm. you know they had like streets empty and you could like explore on your own you know yeah I was feeling I mean it's nothing like Amsterdam or Paris but I was feeling that way for New York as well just on the TV seeing New York yeah. City I'm like oh those streets are yeah. empty and then seeing and I'm like oh okay it's light but it's not like it was but yeah I remember one year in New York it was a huge like snowstorm in the city because a ghost it was like a huge and people were outside with their skis skiing in like the middle of like fifth avenue and stuff which crazy. year i don't remember what year that was it was a big snowstorm this it crippled the city and people were actually out like people came out and they, were, they had skis and snowboards and like everything in the middle of the streets on like fifth avenue and like broadway and like you know it was crazy and yeah. it was a like people were actually because you know how people are in new york they're just like moving they're like gone like hey bye 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 but people are actually hanging 
out with each other and like doing stuff, you know? Yeah. I remember one snowstorm. It might have been the same one you're talking about where mm-hmm. just everything was closed down. Everything. Yeah. The whole city was like yeah. crippled. Was yeah. Like and, shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have to get into details right now, but I was actually in New Jersey and it mm-hmm. was everyone knew there was a huge snowstorm coming. And I was like in this castle all by myself and like mm-hmm. friends went off to India, like all the housekeepers, they went away to like Russia, like on their holiday, because it was going to be Christmas and then Mm -hmm. New Year's. I remember it was when Uber, I think, was still brand new. And my sister's boyfriend's like, I'm going to send you an Uber to pick you up because once this snowstorm hits, like you might lose all the power. You might just be all by yourself. And no one was in I was on 60 acres, isolated all by myself. And <laughs> so then my sister's boyfriend sent an Uber to come get me. And I went to where they were in Manhattan, mm-hmm. in lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. with them through the snowstorm. And, you know, it was around uh, Christmas time. So it was good time. I mean, there used to be some serious snowstorms back in the day where you had to like, really have all your stuff together and you were screwed if you didn't you know water food batteries you know you'd be like stuck in there for like days that's kind of why i like california so much it's like it's like mediterranean weather you know yeah i love um oh hi i love palm spring yeah santa barbara oh santa barbara oh yeah and then even you know south san diego Manhattan Beach, I really like. I love the water mm-hmm. in Manhattan Beach. Yes. So circling back around to mm-hmm. Cote d'Azur, where did the name come from? What was the inspiration for the name? Well, it's an interesting story. So I've been going to Cannes since like, I don't know, like 2006, 2007. So we ended up renting the house of Stephen Leergaard. He was a writer. He was a poet. He was like a lawyer. So we ended up renting his house, uh, some friends and I. And it was like this chateau that got like converted into like apartments. So we got one of the best parts. We got like his garden and his backyard area we got with the trees and all this stuff. So we ended up coming back each year. And then I found out he was the guy that coined the word Cote d'Azur, which means French Rivera. So I kind of started this as a homage to him because I felt like I was channeling his spirit. He was giving me ideas and like all that stuff, you know. So I, when I was going to name the web fest, uh, I said, I'm going to name it to honor him. So that's how I got that name. Beautiful. Oh, what a cool story. Thank you for letting me know that. That's so cool. And and now I feel so honored because I feel like I'm a part of that synergy, energy and spirit too. And yeah. I love lawyers. I love being around lawyers. And Marvin mm-hmm. Gordon, he, Marvin Gordon, he has turned me on to so many different lawyers mm-hmm. in California, like the best, yeah. the finest from around the world. And also he's a poet and I'm a poet. See, and you told me that you did a, a like a NFT poem, right? Oh yeah, you yeah. That? Yeah, and Marvin. I uh, released my first NFT for the first love poem on the blockchain. So, wow. How does that work? It's a rare thing. I didn't do an auction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. up there. It, it's a first mm-hmm. love poem. And it's the mm-hmm. first love poem that's coupled with artwork that's mm-hmm. created from the original Polaroid that was discontinued in 2001. Uh, and my friend Robert Sturman is the artist who took the photo, but it's yes. it looks like a painting. So it's very beautiful, like a painting. And so it's a love poem with the um, photo that looks like a painting of the original image we did together of the on a Polaroid that was discontinued. So it's super rare. And then I even have like unlockable things where like whoever buys it will get an unlockable. And what happens is whoever buys it when wow. they, is when, amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 So. So um, back in the day, if Stephen Ligard was alive today, he could have done some NFTs of his stuff. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> I feel like I'm like alive during this like turning point in art, art you know, in creation, mm. you know, with the blockchain and all this stuff and what you can do with your artwork, your photography, your film, your poetry. Yeah. I think this is going to be inspiring for all filmmakers, all writers, all poets, and, uh, you know. 
Yeah. And we're still early in the game. Like I was yeah. introduced to it in 2018, but it's mm -hmm. still super early, even though like everyone in my community, everyone's talking about it. And I feel like I'm mm -hmm. behind because everyone's so like into it. But the thing is, um, Gary V says it's like more of the long game. And like you said, it's really yeah. exciting to be in uh, to be alive in, in the time mm -hmm. of change. Like you were saying, you know, the Franc in France and then yeah. Dragma in, in Greece. Um, Peseta, the Lira, you know people wouldn't think that would be obsolete, but it totally is obsolete. And so people can't have the functionality of, oh, how can cash be obsolete? But it could actually like, be. I mean, if you were on vacation in, in uh, say, like Corfu or Mykonos or somewhere and you order a coffee and the lady and you say, how many drachmas? The lady would look at you like you're completely insane. But yeah, seriously, it's like, yeah, exactly with what you're saying. But mm -hmm. lastly, it's like, it's a cool opportunity for artists because the the old grids and structures of finding a collector, finding a dealer, finding someone to validate, oh, my work as an artist, finding someone to, you know, mm -hmm. represent me. It's like, we don't have to do that anymore. We can represent Yeah, you ourselves. don't really have to like go through what artists went through back in the day, trying to get in a gallery, trying to do this, trying to find an agent, somebody to like, like you just said, they're now representing themselves. They're now the voice for themselves on a yeah. global scale. Yeah. And then when it sells and resells like art does anything, then instead of someone else getting the 10%, every time it sells to someone, let's say, you know, then you, Clinton, get that 10%, not someone mm -hmm. else, which is really exciting. So that's where it could be really great for artists in the long run, you know, not only for financial, for justice, for the value of the creation of being human and art, but also for the psychological aspect and the confidence of not feeling like your self-worth has to come from exactly. outside of you. Exactly. Yeah, you know? it can be from within. I mean, one of the biggest thing for an artist is like when someone buys their work, you know? When somebody like, I want to buy that, I want that, I want that. It's like, it just inspires them to create more, to feel like, oh, my work is worthy, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's the beautiful part of creating. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we have really been all over the place. I would love to have you back on in the near future. Yes. I mean, we could go on definitely. for. I yeah. mean, this was so amazing. Just, you know, getting ready to talk to you and learn about you and your art history. And the thank you so much for being a part of this year's WebFest. We really appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm so honored. I, I really <laughs> am. Thank you so much. Ah! so excited <laughs> again congratulations to all of our winners congratulations to our tv icon award uh, lydia cornell congratulations to uh, harrison helder journalism award and thank you to mr cosnell james for helping with this platform Yes, thank you. And thank you, KD Kiriaki Shanakis, for being a part of this year's event. My pleasure. What a beautiful closing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Congratulations to all. And then people, when they want to submit, they can just go to filmfreeway.com to submit their projects. And then I'll have your social media links below so people can yes. contact you and follow you directly. Okay, thank you. Cool. My pleasure. We have been all over the place and we will definitely have Clinton back on in the near future. And uh, yeah, rock and roll. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Mwah. A wild night at the circus. Colette Paris. This is how we do. Nice and sweet. Art is my life. If you didn't know all the fashion lovers. This one's for you, Zelda Kaplan, Zelda Kaplan, Zelda Kaplan.
Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out. <laughs>